Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. It is another episode of A God Shift, and I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am so glad that you're here today. I, um, Before we get into the goods, I need a favor. I want y'all to take a screenshot of wherever it is that you are listening to this episode. It doesn't matter whether it's your phone, your tablet, your computer. Just take a screenshot of this episode and post it on your social media. When you do, first, tag us here at A God Shift. And then secondly, I just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. Why do I do that? I do that because... I know that everyone's lives, our communities, our worlds are in the middle of disruption. And I want as many people as possible to know that whatever it is that they're experiencing, whatever it is that they're going through, that there is hope on the other side of it, number one. And number two, I want them to recognize that they actually have authority to be able to shift their lives to a better place. And the more times that we share this information, the more hands it can get into, the more lives we change, and the more people we can bring more strongly into the kingdom. So thank you for doing your part. All right. I got a great guest today. Not that all my guests aren't great, but anyway. All right. I'm going to read her bio and then we're going to get into what I'm sure is going to be a magnificent conversation based on her background. It just blows me away. <clears throat> so here we go. My guest today is a wife, mother, pastor, Christian life coach, social science researcher, and conflict rev- resolution practitioner with over 20 years of professional experience. Her work is multifaceted. Her areas of research interest include gender inequality, organizational leadership, women's empowerment, and family dynamics. In her work with women in churches, she believes there is a huge distinction between a woman's calling, which is determined by God, and a church's doctrine regarding the utilization of women, which is a cultural decision predominantly determined by men. Amen. She advocates for churches of all denominations to begin having an open dialogue about systemic oppression and alienation against women. Especially the ones who show no regard for women's callings or competency levels. She must have been at my old church. Nicole believes that women need to be developed and commissioned to serve at the highest levels and that churches should be leading in this practice. To initiate the charge, she authored her book, Eve, Where Are You? Confronting Toxic Practices Against the Advancement of Women. Based on her doctoral dissertation, Women in Ministry, How Conflicts Between God's Purpose and Church Doctrine Impact the Efficacy of Female Church Leaders. In her work with family and organizations, she and her husband co-founded Empower to Engage, an organization designed to equip people with resources and strategies to create stronger marriages, families, and organizations. They believe it's important for men and women to exemplify leadership at home first then in, their, then in their spheres of social influence. They've co-authored books, 
They've done all this stuff. She's got great work. I could go on and on, but I really just want to talk to her. So I want to welcome to the show, Nicole Davis. Hey, thank you. I'm so glad that you're here this morning. So I want to give a little bit of context to this conversation because a God shift, it sounds real nifty, probably aging myself by saying that, but most people have no idea what that is. So I want to start off by just sharing that my definition of a God shift is the moment a disruption in your life collides with God's purpose and moves you into deeper dimensions of possibility. And I believe that we have a role to play in God's will for our lives. And one of the ways that we can actually participate with God in this process is by exercising our kingdom authority, our God-given authority. And I believe, Nicole, that kingdom authority is our birthright as a child of God to make things happen in our lives by partnering with what it is that scripture says. It's not this new age stuff. It's not sage and crystals and emptying out your mind and edging God out and all of the crap that is out there today that many Christians are even participating in. I won't go down that rabbit hole because we'll be here 30 minutes on that in and of itself. But we do have a role to play in God's will for our lives. And it tells us in the Bible multiple times the authority that we have as believers to actually dominate in the world. Dominion is mentioned 44 times in the Bible. So, Nicole, I always start all of my episodes off by asking my guests, what's your personal definition of kingdom authority? Mm. Oh, there is so much richness in what you just said. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So, first of all, when I think about kingdom authority, I'm understanding that as my identity in Christ and not just knowing your purpose, because we will always have to contend for the promise, whatever it is that God has said we can have, whatever prophetic words we've received, whatever it is, you're going to have to fight for that. Nothing is ever just given to us. That's just not how God operates. You can see it over and over throughout the Bible. So accepting our identity in Christ is really what gives us our superpower. Mm-hmm. We serve a God who calls us heirs and joint heirs with yes. Christ. Yeah. So that's reminding me already that I have every spiritual blessing that I need in heavenly places to do whatever it is that he has called us to do. Yeah. So I have to remind myself that we are spiritual beings having this human experience. Yeah. And while we say that, the real understanding in that is that no matter what my physical circumstances are. In the spirit, I am more than a conqueror. So remembering that is one part, but then believing it takes it to a whole nother level. Yeah. So when I tap into that, my belief that there is nothing too hard for God is a constant reminder that if I seek and keep seeking, If I ask and keep asking, knock and keep knocking in due season, I really will reap if I just don't give up and I could go on, but I'll just stop right there. You know, and I would add to that, that that is absolutely where our authority starts. You know, we have to know who we are before Mm -hmm. we can act like who we are. That's right. We stop at identity and we don't actually do anything with it then we're still not really operating in our authority because I can have a full understanding that I am 
whatever it is that God says I am, because we could create a whole 30 minute conversation just around the things in the scripture that Bible, that the Bible says that we are. And Mm -hmm. if I don't know how I can respond as being that joint heir, then it's still going to be tough for me to see God's promises come true in our lives. Because I had a debate with someone, I'm not going to call it an argument, but I had a debate with someone a couple of, a couple of days ago. And I said, so many personal prophecies are contingent. Mm -hmm. And it was this person's position that that's not true because if God said it, then it's going to come to pass. And I said, but we'll never see the full manifestation of it if we don't respond appropriately. Because I could have a prophetic word on my life for 20 years that I'm going to, I'm just going to make something up that I'm going to be an astronaut, right? Like I could have Mm -hmm. the top prophetic voices in the world say, God is going to use you in outer space. But if I never get, if I never respond to the email when NASA reaches out to me, if I'm too scared to get on the doggone rocket, then it doesn't matter that it was accurate and that it came to pass. I'm still not going to see the full manifestation of it. And Mm -hmm. so what I think is so important when we're talking about our kingdom authority is yes, we absolutely have to have a strong sense of identity of who it is that the Bible says that we are. But then what does the Bible say that we can do? Because I think, you know, like our belief is what we think and our faith is what we do. Mm-hmm. So I would love to hear of a time in your life, Nicole, that you said, you know what, Lord, I know that there's all kinds of things that you're going to do to help me get out of this situation or get into something else. But I also know that there's things that you expect me as your child to do. I would love to hear a time that you actually had to walk in your authority in order to get where you are today. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. So first, Shana, let me just say, you know, when I think about Jesus, um, he was in the book of John explains this so well Jesus was on a journey, on a mission to get people to believe who he was. Yes. Because in our belief are our actions. Yeah. I can say all day one thing, but my actions will um, show what is really happening. That's who I really am. Yeah. I can profess all day. So what happened when I think back... um, to a story. And I actually, I talk about this in the book because this was so profound in my life. This was back in the early, um, no, the late 1990s. I was being ordained uh, at this church that I was attending at the time. And the pastor was needing to decide what to ordain me as. Mm. Because as a woman, clearly I couldn't be called a minister I had to be an evangelist because that name or missionary, because those names fit a woman. And I told that man, and this is where kingdom authority, like really understanding who I am. I said, I don't even operate in the functions of a missionary or, uh, no, you, sir, I'm a minister like these other people. I do the same things that these men do. And if you want to ordain me, then you're going to have to ordain me as a minister or I'm not going to accept it. And that was big because, Shana, you know, title is everything in yes. the church. Yes. 
People will do anything to be given something. But I was so determined to stand in who I was, recognizing who God had called me to be and the and the 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 responsibilities. I took that stuff seriously, what I was doing and the work that I was doing. I wasn't a missionary or an evangelist. And so when I stood in that and looked at him flat footed in the face, eye to eye. Guess what that man did? He ordained me as a minister. And that began this journey for me in standing up and being okay with who I was. Because for a while, I really questioned, like, what is wrong with you, Nicole? Why do you always have something to say? Or why are you always the one asking these questions or challenging stuff? But that was the beginning of me walking in my kingdom authority. Yeah. First of all, good for you, because there are so many people that would never stand up to the person that is, quote unquote, superior to them, to the person that's, quote unquote, over them. But you're the perfect example of what I talked about in last week's episode with Mabel Nyman, that you can be bold and not be unruly. Mm -hmm. You can be assertive without being aggressive. You can stand your ground and still do it in love and in a way that keeps everyone's integrity intact. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes when people hear authority and they hear we should be bold and we should stand up for what we believe and we should fight for our calling, they believe that that's synonymous with going rogue, right? Mm -hmm. But you were able to stand firm in what it is that you knew you were capable of. And I'm guessing what it is that you knew God called you to and say, nah, homeboy, that ain't going to happen. We either going to we either going to we are going to do who I know I am and what God said I'm called to do or we're not going to do anything at all. And I'm mad and this you didn't say this and I'll go somewhere else. They will. That's right. And one of the things I've always said is there's nothing I won't walk away from, because if I am who God has called me to be, then wherever I am, I will be that. It will be evident. I don't have to prove myself over and over again. I just need to trust that what's for me is for me. How did you say that, Nicole, that you'll 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 never you'll always walk away from? I said there's nothing that I won't walk away from. Like there are no carrots you can dangle in front of me because I trust that God is who he is. He is my heavenly father. He is going to take care of me. And so that's what I that's what I mean, Shana, when I'm talking about the identity, like when you really know who you are, you are unshakable in a way that makes other people uncomfortable. Yeah, that is a kingdom authority level that many people don't walk in. They they know it. They know who we are, but they don't understand what that really means. And therefore, what you can accomplish and what you're responsible to accomplish by standing and walking in that. Yeah. Something else that came to my mind when you were sharing that is that oftentimes, especially when people know us for one thing and something that we've done for so long, it's very difficult for them to see us like in a different light. And then they'll tell you, well, you should do this and you should do that. Mm-hmm. And we have to remind ourselves and sometimes remind other people that's not the vision. And so I can use my, my own life as a parallel to what I'm saying. I, w- I entered into the coaching world in 2007. 
When the Lord called me to ministry in 2018, he was very clear that he was not calling me to coach. And he, it was very clear what it was that he was telling me to do and what it was that he was telling me not to do. And when I was in a conversation with one of my really good friends, when a God shift was birthed, she said, you're going to have to be very careful to remember what the vision is because you know how our circle is because we're all from that same coaching world, if you will. Right. And she said, there's going to be so many times that you're going to be talking to our friends and they're going to tell you, you know, well, you should do this and you should do that. And what about this? And girl, you ought to create that. And you're going to have to remember what God showed you. And you're going to have to be, be not willing to say, because she knows I'll say anything, but that's not the vision. And so when I look at the general theme of where this conversation has gone so, so far is like you said, you're going to have to fight for your calling. You're going to have to fight for what is promised. And it's not always, and it's going to look a number of different ways. Sometimes it's going to be people trying to box you in to where it is that they want to put you or historically where they put people like you. Sometimes people are going to be shooting on you, S-H-O-U-L-D for the audio. Mm -hmm. Um, they're going to should on you based on what they think they should do. And then sometimes we're willing to accept that or question like, Lord, did I miss God? Did I miss something? You said yourself, you're like, well, Nicole, is there something wrong with you? Uh-huh. You know, so I would love to hear what did you learn during all of this? Ooh, um, so one, I want to say that the learning was a, a process of years learning because the one of the main things I learned is that I can't allow people to define me. That's mm-hmm. based on just what you said. And mm-hmm. I mean, your friend, that was such good counsel, what she gave you. I couldn't allow people to define me because who I am, and this is something that I really get excited about and, and try to help women understand that who I am is, has already been predetermined by God. Yes, come like on. it's just as certain as I am a woman and as I am black. Like this calling is he gave this to me. This is the identity part of who we are. Like I am who I am in the design of who God created. Yes. So there's and so there's always someone who wants to tell you what you should be doing, what you should think and who you are. And if you don't have these things already worked out within yourself, people will try to take control of you. And it happens both knowingly and unknowingly, but it is up to us to teach people how to treat us. And that's what I learned. I had to confidently with much grace, yet authority, tell people, no, thank you. Or I'm not doing that. Or that's not for me. Or I appreciate it, but I'm going to go in this direction. And stand in that. Yes. And that's what I did. Yes, that's so good. You know, I'm really good at this, um, but I know that most people aren't, especially a lot of women. They, they, they've never built the muscle to be able to take authority over many situations. Forget God-given authority. Some of us as women don't 
have the ability to be bold and stand stand up for ourselves in a number of different situations. And I'm sure there are probably some men that are listening right now that can identify with that as well. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're actually going to share some tips and strategies of how individuals can begin to be bold and walk in their authority so that they can fight for what it is that God has promised them. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. Awesome. Welcome back. Welcome back. This has been such a powerful conversation, um, especially because I know that the how for this is the number one thing that that hold people back from walking in their authority, because people hear this and they're like, yes, yes, go, go, go. And then they immediately like, I wish I could do that. I've never been able to stand up for myself. I've never been able to stand up for stuff when they tried to steal my bike as a child. I've never been able to stand up for stuff when I was looked over on a promotion on a job. I've never been able to do anything, anything like this, let alone, you know, walk in the authority that God has given me. So for the second half of this conversation, I want us to shift to some of the how to, because I'm real big on, yeah, I hope the first half of the show motivated you and inspired you. But I want the second half of the show to transform you. And I think that the only way that we can have true transformation is that we can apply the information that motivated and inspired us. So, Nicole, if there is someone that is listening to this episode right now that says, you know what, this is great. And I want to learn to begin to walk in authority in all areas of my life, but especially the areas that God has given me permission and authority and access to do. But they're really struggling to not only, hopefully by now they recognize that they have the authority, but if they're struggling to actually walk in this authority, what would be the best tip or advice that you would give them of how they can begin to do that now? Okay, so I know that this is going to sound really elementary, but it's the fundamentals that keep us in the hardest times. Yeah. And what I say is, Read the Bible for themselves. (laughs) I am not kidding. It is not enough to go to church. I know we think that does it. It's not enough to just listen to someone on TV or online or, you know, have read your little devotional for the day or do your affirmations. All of those things are wonderful. But people need to make it a point at some at some point. You need to read the Bible. From beginning to end, you really need to understand who God the Father is, who God the Son is, God the Holy Spirit, and how you fit into all of that. And the best way for us to get that is contextually understanding what God is saying and why he did what he did. So not only reading the Bible, and I know people won't do this, but this is so important to me. My entire family, we took a trip to Israel because I I needed to go where Jesus was. I needed to become a part of him. He's done so much for me. I felt like that's the least we could do is yeah. to go where you lived and learn a little bit about the one we serve. Yeah. But start with Bible reading. 
really go deeper and want to um, get an understanding. We don't have an understanding. And what does the Bible tell us in all our getting? Get understanding. That's where it starts. When we just pick a scripture here and there and try to stand on it, what what are we trying to root it in? So I know it sounds elementary, but start there. Read the Bible for yourself. And it's and it's so true because it goes back to what what I said at the beginning. Many of us don't even know that we have authority, mm-hmm. but dominion and authority is mentioned forty four times. Where where did you say? So we can't do anything that the Bible says if we don't know what's in there. That's and right. dare I say, I don't know many churches that are empowering their members to walk in their authority. What they're doing is they're teaching us about how great God is. And God is amazing. Yes, I love him with everything that is in me. But if we're only taught what God's role is, when we're only taught what God's capabilities are, and we're never, we never learn how to build the muscle of how great we are. We're never taught to build the muscle of what we can do and what God expects us to do. Then we're always going to be walking through life with only one half of the equation. Mm -hmm. And I say it in almost every episode and I'll say it in this one. We can't do it without God, but he's not going to do it without us. And so if you're going to just continue and I feel like I'm about to start preaching, so I'm not going to go there. But if we're just going to continue to go through life asking everybody else to pray for us and asking everybody else to give us advice instead of recognizing how powerful we are to go to the throne ourselves. If we're just going to continue to sit idly by and let God do everything for us, stop creating vision boards. Mm -hmm. Stop telling people about your dreams. As a matter of fact, quit having dreams Yeah, because it's not a one-sided equation. And God actually desires to co-create with us to get us into the next level of destiny that he has for us. But anyway, I will hijack the conversation with that (laughs) because it's why I do what I do. So Nicole, as we begin to wrap up, are there any final words that that you would have for the audience today? Yes, Shana. And okay, I just need to say something really briefly to what you said, because it just, it made me think about my motto. I say, I work like it depends on me and I pray like it depends on God. Yes. Because the two must come together. We they are a to. partnership. There is no way. And that's what the Bible shows how Jesus or how God worked through, work with people to accomplish what he wanted to do in the earth. And that's the only way the advancement is going to take place. Kingdom advancement is yes. us partnering with God, doing our part. But anyway, yes, my final word was so important. As you're reading, because it's going to be difficult to understand everything and to rightly divide and apply and understand and interpret, get in a Bible study. Mm. And I'm talking about a Bible study now where it's a mini Sunday service where you're just sitting there listening to the person again. I'm talking about an interactive Bible study where you can ask questions, share your thoughts, share your heart. That's how you're going to realize what you do know and what you don't know that I we got I got saved in Iceland when I was in the military and that was my foundation a bible study yeah that made all the difference in a new believer in a, a seasoned believer because it's iron sharpening iron that is what's important and so okay Shane I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hijack <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, it is. But I want to I want to go a little bit further with that. Okay. So talk, talk about what they should look for in that. Are you know should they go to their local Bible bookstore or Christian bookstore and find something tangible that walks them through a Bible study? Um, because you're right. In in many churches, um, what what they're calling Bible study is just Wednesday sermon. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily and. Um, like you said, they're talking to you, but oftentimes there's not a lot of interaction. There's not a lot right. of time for you to ask questions, for you to get clarity. So where can they find this type of, of engagement in, in a Bible study that's really going to help them learn and grow? Yes. So one, you can, you can if you want to go somewhere where you are literally able to go and sit down in that Bible study, then you can look in your in your community. It doesn't have to be your church. It's any church that is teaching the word of God and you want to be a part of just that. And they're open to allowing you to come. If you're open to a virtual, we hold a weekly Bible study. Our family is called family Bible study. And we allow people on Sunday evenings where we are just in the word because we know it's so important for people to be able to do that. So that's a, a couple of ways. Or there are people uh, online. You know, you can just look it on YouTube or on Facebook for Bible studies and some of the events. Yes. Uh, just to be able to be a part of it. But it's somewhere where you can talk, ask questions and hear from other people what it is that they're getting out of the word of God. It's so rich. It's so it's rewarding. So and it, 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 it strengthens us. Yeah, because it doesn't do us a lot of good, even though I always pray before I read, Lord, help me to understand mm-hmm. what it is that that I'm reading. And I always pick a translation that just is just plain English, because when I first started, I was like, all this hither to the wither and King James, like I may as well be reading German, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I, I do I do 100 percent agree with what you're saying, that it's not enough just to read it. Mm-hmm. Although I do believe that, you know, it's not like the Holy Spirit can't impart things into you if you don't have a full understanding of what you're reading. But let's just be real. Get in something that you can understand. Get in something yes. that you can get clarity. Get in something yes. that you can ask questions. So I think that's some of the best. I've been doing this podcast for two years. And even though every season has not been about kingdom authority, I think that's the best advice that's ever been given. Ever been wow. given. So thank you for that. Yes. So, Nicole, we've got to wrap it up. So where can they follow you on social media? Yeah, so to follow me on social media, um, Facebook, Empower to Engage is uh, my handle. And then Eve, where are you is another handle, Facebook or Instagram. You can follow me on either one of those. Okay, perfect. And is there anything that you would like to offer if somebody would like to take things further with you? Um, Well, if they are interested in the Bible study, they can send an email to info at Empower to Engage. And we can get them plugged in and they can join us on Sunday evenings at five o'clock Eastern for our Bible study. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Nicole, thank you so much. I knew that this was going to be great and it was better. God, this was an Ephesians 320 episode. It was greater than I could have ever asked, thought or imagined. So I just want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your willingness Um, and there's going to be a lot of people that are going to go back into something after they hear this with the boldness of a lion. And I pray that they have the strength and the courage to walk boldly in what it is that God told them they can have. And I don't even normally pray during my my episodes, but I pray that they will not just have the, the strength and the encourage to do what it is that they're doing, but they will have 
you know, it tells us in the, the world, the word that we have authority over the devil. So he's going to try to put doubt into your minds. Mm-hmm. He's going to try to put distraction in your way. He's going to try to tell you that only works for people like Shana and Nicole. That doesn't work for you. And so I come against any form of doubt. I also come against any form of um, comparison, any form of confirmation, because I think sometimes we can make an idol out of confirmation and clarity. Um, if this struck a chord in you, that's all the confirmation and clarity that you need. Go back, Google, what are some of the scriptures on authority and dominion and begin to walk in that. So share, share, share this episode far and wide, especially with people that you know have been meek and mild and that they need to get some boldness in their lives. So everyone, thank you so much for listening to this episode and I'll see you back here next week. Take care, bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.